Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I can't even remember what we called this topic. I think it was just New York Times bestseller, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Like, it was All like right. a super basic one. And we, yeah. Okay. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure we picked something generic, but like, what was the reason that I picked this book for? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So we did New York Times bestsellers um, because it's like a very vast and expansive list, except for not romance. Not romance. Yeah. Apparently the New York Times whoever does it they they hate romance and yeah romance will never make it on there it's a man i also read somewhere and i did not verify so you know if you want to tell everybody that this is gospel then take that if you will i will support you is that you can pay to get your book on the bestsellers list the new york times i've heard that too which like really degrades it yeah so like i've seen like apparently there are other lists that are actually based off of sales so we'll have to do that one next like actual merit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so we'll see i don't remember whose list it is but there is a list that's actually based off of like hard copy and ebook sales so we could we'll do that next Mm, okay all right that's good to know um i did find out though that sometimes on your book it says new york times bestseller and sometimes it says new york times best-selling author and so mm-hmm. i did a new york times best-selling author because okay. i didn't realize until i was at the end and i was like god damn it yep, it was too I, late i had that same thing because yeah like there's a book that i was gonna do and then i realized that he's a best-selling author of his first book Not which came book. out last year but this book was too new so he couldn't be on the list yet yeah so i, I stopped so. reading that and i changed books I all right well that. you're better than me i was literally at the very end and it was like yesterday and so i was like well it's too late I can't do it like I found another book on my bookshelf that was a bestseller and I was like dang it this is what I wanted to read I should have double checked Uh, whatever (laughs) it's all good it's okay we didn't really specify or talk about the fact that there were differences so we learned something today now we all know now we all know um so I picked New York Times bestselling author uh Shari LaPena yes Uh uh-huh I think that's how it is and I've read a book by them or they're all on my list I don't know which one but yeah I, I definitely recognize the name I'm pretty sure it's a woman um yeah the picture in the back was a woman okay. so I definitely recognize the name I do not remember what her bestseller was but it was something similar in the same vein it looks like she has quite a few books actually um mm-hmm. like in the back of the book there was like a few other suggestions from her yeah so yeah, so she definitely um, has done a few yeah but I really enjoyed this book and I'm very excited to tell you about it so I did the end of her Mm. I was like well that sounds kind of daunting I'm into it um (laughs) they had me at like this like girl sitting in like a red jacket like her back is like up against like a bench so she's like sitting on a bench and like a like a spooky kind of foggy day Mm -hmm. like I don't know I was like this seems really intriguing very suspenseful apparently I have like a ton of stuff by best-selling authors but I guess if you can pay for it that makes sense Anyways, the end of her was very twisty and very enjoyable. And I was like excited every day to like get off of work so that I could read more. So I will say that that um, it wasn't a very long book, which was really nice. It didn't take me very long. I don't feel like Um, I would read for like, I don't know, an hour or like three days. And that Mm -hmm. was like it. That's all it took me. So maybe like three and a half hour read. Not bad. And I don't even read as fast as I used to. I checked. Well, I didn't like check, check. Like I'm not like, not like that clinical but like my like number of pages per hour used to be like 100 and now it's like 60 and I was oh. like God, this is what happens like when you spend all of your time working your brain to do work stuff mm-hmm. right yeah so it was a bummer but even at that kind of pace you know at my advanced age I was able <laughs> to finish it pretty quickly <laughs> I'm older than you barely shut up I don't like that <laughs> 
I blame my eyes. I blame my eyes and right, lack of attention. Um, so the end of her is uh, kind of, I'd say kind of a family drama. It's a mystery, basically. I don't know exactly how, how the genre is set up. But basically, it centers around this couple, Patrick and Stephanie. And they have two infant twin girls that have colic. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> so they like their lives are really hard right now like Patrick's having a hard time at work Stephanie's a stay-at-home parent they're both like hardcore suffering with sleep deprivation the the twins are awake every night screaming from 10 p.m to like 4 or 5 a.m like it's just awful I feel for her like it's very painful um so Patrick this is actually his second marriage so Stephanie is aware that this is a second marriage and that his first wife died in a car accident she's never asked any additional questions right Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you? It's kind of painful. Like, if he just told you, like, what? I wouldn't probe unless he wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And also, like, I feel like at a certain point, like, so much time has passed in the relationship that now it would be weird to ask now. Yeah. Like, hey, it's five years later. So you want to tell me all about that? Like, that'd be weird. I do think you probably would have Googled it, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You would have Googled it. But it seems like she hasn't. Um, Like, it seems like their lives are, like, pretty good together. Like, they're pretty happy. You know, they have babies. It's nice. Uh, he has a steady job. He's not doing super hot right now because of sleep deprivation. Mm. But, you know, that's kind of to be expected. It's pretty normal when you have twins with colic. Um, so while their lives are, you know, continuing on, this woman shows up from his past. And she basically says, like, I can't remember exactly what she says the first time around, but she kind of insinuates that she has something on Patrick essentially. And so like, she kind of encourages him to meet with her. Um, And he was like, I don't know what you're doing here. Like this kind of sketchy, like whatever. She was uh, his first wife's best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. So she like knows something about the first wife. So she kind of insinuates that like he did something. Right. Uh And he's just like, no, I didn't do anything because you know, she died. It was an accident. So basically what what happened is Patrick and his first wife, Lindsay, they were about 23 years old. She was pregnant and there was a snowstorm. So uh, they're in Colorado. So it gets a lot of snow. Makes sense. There was a snowstorm and they were supposed to go visit her parents. And she was very insistent. She wanted to go see her parents. They were living in like a small town, like outside of Denver. And so um, her being pregnant and there being a snowstorm, she's just like uncomfortable. She just like wanted to go home and she felt really isolated, which Mm -hmm. is fair. Like she's young. She's actually yeah. married she wants to um, go see her mom she wants to see her mom like i fucking get it i would too uh so they are like he's like trying to get the car dug out because it's been snowing for a while so there's like a few feet of snow but apparently people in colorado just decide to drive in that i don't know i wouldn't risk it but she's seems, insistent that seems very much like a state who gets a lot of snow like one i think their streets are much, prepared yeah they're prepared their streets and they're like street departments are way more prepared than like us in like western washington where it will shut down the your entire city shut down for a week panic ensues by 19 roll like 19 packages of toilet paper and all the white bread they don't do that because they're like it's fine so i get it that makes sense sure that's true that's true considering the state okay i will buy it she was very insistent on wanting to go and so while Patrick is trying to dig out the car so that they can get out of the driveway so that they can go see her parents, she decides to wait in the car where it's warmer because she had like stepped out and she's like eager to go. She's ready to go. She wants I don't to like leave. this at all because the snow is packed in and carbon monoxide is just bad. Ding, 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 ding. Oh exactly. my God, I didn't want to be right. 
Oh, so okay. the accident was while he's digging it out and he has no idea because a lot of people don't even know this. I didn't even know this is that there was snow stuck in the tailpipe. And so the carbon monoxide built up inside the car. And so Lindsay and the baby both died. Mm-hmm. Horrible accident. They didn't really um, do like an in-depth investigation because they're 23 years old. Like, yeah, of course. Why? Why would he have known that? You know, yeah, it's like, a very common you, mistake that if you don't know, that's just a random that's a in Colorado. Random fact. Maybe you would know if you yeah. lived in a snow state. Maybe maybe it's just a random fact that I know and I've been told that if there is snow piled up past your tailpipe is to knock it all down before you start your car. I don't know. I learned that at like. I think some like random old man that was like a family friend gave me his wisdom once upon a time. And it well, has, it's excellent wisdom. It has stuck in my brain 10 years later. So I, I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm impressed. Like I said, I'd never heard this. And so I was like, okay, that's totally believable. But if you know it and they live in a snow state, I don't know. Maybe he did know. Either way, it was ruled an accident. You They're know, young it's, enough. Who knows? It's Yeah, exactly. I think it's been like about 10 years. I think Patrick and Stephanie are about in their early 30s at this point. Because it took him like a long time, I guess, to like kind of move on, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's pretty traumatic. It would probably take me a while too. Just, yeah. I need a minute. Um, <clears throat> so when Erica, the Lindsay's best friend, kind of comes back into the picture, she was just like, well, I know that you killed her. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it, this was ruled an accident. Like, this is absolutely mm. not what's going on. Um, in the way that this book is written, you get to see things from a lot of different people's points of view. So, like, you get to see things directly from Stephanie's point of view and then from Patrick's point of view. They don't do that thing where, like, each chapter is like, Stephanie, Patrick, there's never a first person. It's all third person. Oh, like, I like that. Yeah, I actually really liked it the way that, that it was laid out because it would be like, here's Erica's what Erica's thinking right now and, like, how Erica is, like, planning on like talking about this and like here is what Patrick is thinking and feeling during this whole scenario and here's like how he's presenting himself and I am a pretty trusting person too and so like even in literature I'm just like oh they're telling the truth Mm -hmm. like she's clearly manipulative and he's clearly just trying to like figure out what the hell to do because I mean it does sound bad because it turns out I'm not even giving anything away this is just like the premise basically that Patrick had slept with Erica Mm. so she's like well that's motive right there And so, like, they're going through Erica, basically, like, laying out for Patrick how this, like, he's basically screwed. Because she wants money. Like, this is Erica's game. Erica's a super manipulative, probably a socio or psychopath. I'm not sure which, but either way, there's something going on. Um, And she was just like, you and I were having an affair, and we were madly in love. And she, like, goes on. She's like, and I had a baby, and I gave that baby up. And like all this stuff and like, you're the parent and he's just like, oh my God. And cause like, it's going back and forth, right. Between like her giving him this information and the way he's reacting. Mm -hmm. And so he's just like, oh my God, you're, you're making all this up. Like you're completely lying. Like, but at the same time, it's believable enough. He's like, even I would believe it if I didn't know. Like if he wasn't a party of it. Yeah. And so she basically was just like, I won't tell your wife if you pay me money. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Because Erica had found out that his wife had gotten some money. So his wife had like a trust because both of her parents died when she was younger and she inherited $2 million two months before, which is, you know, a lot of money. (laughs) People start coming out of the woodworks with that. People do. And so she was expecting to get paid that money. And she asked for the same amount of money that Patrick had made when Lindsay died off of their life insurance. Um, Because he did make money off of life insurance when he died. Only 200000 But, like, when questioned about it, he was, like, the police initially actually didn't question him about it. But his explanation to Erica was he was just, like, we were young and we were having a baby. Like, that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. And also just, like, yeah, like, I, my boyfriend, he gets my life insurance. It's not much because I have a crappy workplace. But 
he's listed he's as a beneficiary. beneficiary. I'm his beneficiary. Like, if you're married and expecting a baby, it's absolutely the responsible I thing to do. Definitely expect y'all to be each other's beneficiaries. Like, hey, and so like it's not even anything that's like that suspicious. And like 200k, like it's a lot of money, but it's not a ridiculous it, amount of I money. I don't think it's really. Mur- it's not like murdering. It's not worth murder money. worthy money. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so basically Erica kind of gives him this like dilemma, like I'll tell your wife everything if you don't pay me. And so he goes home and he tells Stephanie everything. And he was like, I had an affair with this woman, like all of these things. And she was just like, okay, like they seem to have a very open communicative relationship, which I Love really that. liked. Yeah. Um, right. he like immediately, he's just like, that's fine. I'm going to tell her everything. He's like, I put mm-hmm. it off because I didn't know how she was going to react, but yeah. But now if you're going to try to blackmail me into it, fine, I'll just tell her. I'll just tell her. Right. And so like Stephanie definitely has some reservations. Like she doesn't love the fact that like he cheated on his first wife, but she's like, I forgive you. Like, it's not me. And I don't think you would do that to me. And you were mm-hmm. 23 years old, you know? Yeah. Like it's a little different kind of situation. Like different parts of pregnant, our life. Yeah. And that's super not cool. But like, I can't really hold it against you. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And so they're going through this whole thing basically where there's a lot of back and forth. Um, so like you do see that Erica's MO really is blackmail. Like, she doesn't really give a shit about anybody in this book or anything really, or even like her reasons for being here. She doesn't even care that she's going to blow up anyone's life. She just, she wants money because she doesn't want to have to work and she doesn't want to worry about it. Hmm. Um, so like when she had given up her baby for adoption, she had like shown up at the adoptive couple's house in the middle of the night and was like, I need money or I can't give you my baby. And so like they gave her a hundred grand because they didn't want to deal with it. And that's illegal. So, like they yeah. don't want they don't want to go to the authorities and have like their son who at this point is like 10 years old taken away from them because they made a mistake, but they didn't want to lose their child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's also, like, I thought, thought that was a total lie. I thought that she was lying when she said that she had a baby. Like when she was telling him that I was like, well, that's a lie. I don't believe her. Nope. Totally. Wow. Had it. It's like, and I'm not even like, like I said, I'm still not giving anything away. This is all just built up because there's like so many twists and turns throughout the middle of this. Um, so yeah, she did. Like she had the baby and she gave it like this is literally like in the first three chapters. Yeah. Um and then she like tries so, to like make them yeah. not, I guess it's that's not blackmail, but she like she basically a, tries to manipulate them into giving her money. Yeah. There's a word for it of what she did. Yeah, she manipulated them because they're desperate for a child and she knows that. And exactly. they apparently had a hundred thousand dollars hanging around. Like this woman is terrible. Like I really hate her throughout this entire book. Like I've never wanted a character to die so hard. Like I'm just like someone just like get her on something. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. the police believe her. And she he was like, um, Patrick's like, well, why didn't you come forward before? You know? And she was like, well, I was so scared. I thought you were going to kill me too because I had your baby. And so that's why I did all of this. And it's just like, mm. it's very believable. Yeah. Like if you don't know everything, it's very believable. And um she at this time is also blackmailing her son's adoptive family she was like oh i'm gonna guess you haven't told him have you and i'll tell him if you don't give me money and so like it's very much set up to like understand that erica's not the good person here like Mm -hmm. in no scenario is erica an okay person that doesn't mean other people aren't bad people but erica's very clearly not a good person she's not a good shape or form okay no um so it, it kind of boils down to before I get into like actually telling you anything that happens, like I said, it's very twisty, but it really boils down to the fact that like Erica does not, is not getting what she wants out of Patrick and Patrick's trying to be transparent with Stephanie. Stephanie being sleep deprived, isn't sure if some of the weird things she's experiencing at her house, like her purse going missing or things not being where she left them is sleep deprivation or Erica. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because yeah. if I was Stephanie, I'd be worried. A lot of this, um, not all of it, but I would say a majority of this book is from like Stephanie's perspective. So like you really kind of see her spiraling. Like, do I trust Patrick? Like, what the heck do I do? Like, should I just talk to Erica? Like, maybe we should just go to the police. But um, ultimately, Erica doesn't get what she wants. And so she does tell the police so that they'll reopen the case. And so you have to go through the trial oh. of trying to convince. And so like, it's just this whole like series of events unfolds that like would never have happened if Erica hadn't shown back up in Patrick's life. And so like, mm-hmm. I feel terrible for Stephanie because she's got these horribly colicky twins that she's trying to tote around. And she's like, stuck in the middle of this. All and this she's crap. trying to do like some of her own investigation and like ask questions and like learn about like what happened and like figure out like what did happen to Lindsay? Like, can I trust Patrick? Because Erica like encounters um, Stephanie at a park one day while she's with the, the, the twins and she doesn't say she's Erica, but she texts Patrick while she's sitting there with um stephanie and so patrick knows it's erica talking to to stephanie and so he's texting stephanie he's like oh my god you need to leave right now that's erica but erica's already walked away by the time he tells her Um, and so like it's very clear that like she's just trying to inject herself because she's got a motive but it just sets up this whole series of very unfortunate and also probably well-deserved events (laughs) um but yeah, it was really good. I didn't really see the end coming like I kind of did, but like I really, the characters were very believable every time they they did anything. And so I was just mm-hmm. like, is this true? Is this a lie? Like, I don't know. I just always believe that like what's written there is like, that's the truth. Like the character felt and did this. Okay, that's what they did. And then you get to the end and it's like, that's not true at all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. You are so, so believing. I am not, I do not believe a single character. I'm like, I always believe everybody. <laughs> you are selling me a story. What is oh, your gosh. end game? I already bought your book. I feel like especially though when it's in third person, it's harder to tell when they're lying or not That's because it's not true. that first person yeah. where it's like I had because like when it's first person, you get much more specifics like, well, I had to like think of a lie or whatever. But like mm-hmm. when it's third person, it's like I can't tell. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I didn't think about that. That's very different. But yeah, um, it kept me hanging on right until the very end and it was really good and I actually really loved it. And Stephanie is an amazing character and um, yeah, five out of five stars awesome would read more by her definitely have her on a couple of like i have her i know i have like at least like two or three of hers on my tbr and i think she just came out with a new one is that one so i just picked my august book of the month and i think that might be the author that i picked it's like the same kind of like a family drama type book i saw the book of the month pick i'm pretty sure it was her yeah yeah Yeah, because also book of the month this month almost every book was family drama there's like all family drama or one where somebody was like suffering like miscarriage type stuff which I don't enjoy reading about that side of I mean if it's like a part of like maybe a a murdery type one but this one felt like it was more hung up on that primary yeah no that's not for me Um, but yeah so I'm excited to get that one because she sounds like a great author I really loved her writing style like 10 out of 10 would read her stuff again yeah so I think we've talked about this before where we're both kind of trying, like we pick our theme or maybe we pick a theme based off the books we have, but then I'm trying to find the books that are either already on my shelf to use or like, like I'm trying to not spend money on books specifically for the podcast. Like if I'm going to go buy a new book, I'm going to go buy a new book. Right. Which I did get one. So just going to plug my local bookstore. Maybe everybody check with yours, but they get ARCs, right? Advanced reader copies. So my mm-hmm. library does for a $2 donation, you can get an ARC. And it cha- they change like all the time. So I just happened to swing by the other day. And there's one of a book I've been like that I've been sitting on waiting was like, do I buy it? Do I pre-order it? $2. I got it. I didn't cover it this oh, time. Yeah. But another time I'll read it. But either what way, 
Uh, I picked a book that has just been sitting on my shelf for probably three years now. And it worked out because we did this one and it was this one or another book because I think I only actually have two books right now that are the book itself is a bestseller, a New York Times bestseller. I have a bunch where the author is like yours, but the book itself. So Mm -hmm. I ended up doing The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. It spent, when I looked it up, I think it was 88 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. So she wrote The Handmaid's Tale in 1980. Nope, I said that earlier. 1998. I keep wanting to say 88. But yeah, so I always think it's earlier than the yeah, 90s. Though, but also too, like so. 98, she wrote this, which with how things have gone and rec- I don't want to turn this into political stuff, but how things were going, a lot of people were be- like getting kind of concerned. But I had never read the book. So now that I did, I understand the concern a whole lot more. Also, I think similarities it, to reality. Yeah. <laughs> and it brought up the fact so she recently wrote the um like the second book in the series a couple years ago. So 20 25 years later, she writes the second book, which now I have to read. Um so basically it's kind of hard to explain this book because what it is is there's our main character and she is just like telling her story. Are we good? Oh, damn it. You could explain for like two minutes. Ah, I was like, wait, you're stopping. And then my thing. Okay. Damn it. I'm going to try and get through this. Okay. We can do it. So it's kind of hard to explain the story because basically our main character is just explaining what is happening to her, but she has all these flashbacks. And so she's it's right now in like her current present time. And then she is sort of remembering while telling us a story of it and so Mm -hmm. there'll be times where she's like i don't want to remember this i don't want to tell you this but i have to tell you this so like you're you're slowly getting it dropped about how this all happens so this is set in we don't really know what year kind of assume in like it's hard to explain because like computers weren't super big and they call them computar or something like that so like not super big computers at the time but either way assume i assume like i picture our main character was probably born in like the 80s mid 80s maybe something like that and so like it's and now she's like 30 so it's like not that like for us personally right now in 2021 this was a while ago for us but when this was written it was like a pretty close time and see it's so hard to explain because how the story is laid out basically what it is is we're we're in this future place and america is not america it's not the u.s we're in gilead i think is how you pronounce it i think that's how hulu calls it Um, yeah isn't it like what's left of the u.s though no it's just like the u.s changed so there were it started out and how it works is that it started slow and then went quick and then slow kind of how um and they have an example in there uh, but i'm going to say it in the less gross way of uh you can boil a frog alive because when you slowly if you slowly just bring the heat of a water up with a frog in water it will die they don't know because they don't you don't notice right so like we are the frog we don't notice that the water is getting hotter and we're just going to die in this boiling vat we don't know to jump out and that's pretty much what it is so it starts like where you know there's people talking on tv about the sanctity of marriage and apparently at this time there's like a bunch of like 
porno mobiles running around like literally driving around so like you don't just have to go like pick up a woman on the side of the street and have her get in your car they're like in these mobiles and they'll drive up to you so like sex Mm. is everywhere and it's all these things and all these things are going on but at the same time all of that is happening birth rates are plummeting not only just like less babies being born but the babies that are being born aren't viable so it's like one in four babies are actually like it's really sad because they're like a viable so like not only is it just stillbirth but it's like sometimes like the baby will make it like to two weeks and it's things like we're now in 2021 like and even like back when this was written in 98 like they have the technology they have ultrasounds like I know back then like it wasn't super common like you only had multiple ultrasounds if there was an issue with the first one like if they saw something then you might keep having them like that wasn't like when I was born in 91 like it was not common you had one and that was done where now I think my sister had like I don't know 10 she had so many like every month (laughs) yeah exactly um but because these are very pro-birth people they're just like well it's god's will like they don't necessarily say it's god's will but all of like their entire whole doctrine is very much religion just religious base yeah yeah. um but then so offred our main character is like because women are not allowed to read that like you can be hung for being for reading being caught reading or writing um and so like they'll like say these things or like read out of a quote-unquote the bible or whatever book they're using and she's like that doesn't sound right like i think they're leaving things out she's like be really nice if i could check it but i can't um and so you're getting like at it's like her current life so she is in this is her second place so her second or her third placement this might actually be her third placement because handmaids only get three placements and then you basically get sent out to the colonies and the colonies are like cleaning up like hazardous waste like you're gonna die probably in like four to five years like out there because it's you just... gotta be fertile otherwise like what good are you as a handmaid yeah and if you say <sighs> like when all this happens maybe you had your tubes tied but you were still like a usable person you weren't too old um you could become like a martha and a martha is like a kitchen mm-hmm. worker type of person um very kind of racist undertones in there i'm not gonna lie like a lot going on in this i feel like a a lot of marthas so there's like the martha who does the cooking and then there's somebody so we don't know i don't know what they're called maybe they're also called marthas but this one so the martha in this household in the offred household or in the fred household maybe i guess it would be is called rita her name's rita and then the other woman is cora and she sort of more is like the maid like she's cleaning Mm. she's bathing off red stuff like that um and so but they're definitely i think are women of color so very like racist undertones which does work with the book and how it is because they're very like purity so like when it all is coming out it's like if you were married but it's your first marriage like okay maybe we'll let you guys stay together but then Mm -hmm. as things get worse oh you had a kid oh you're still fertile we're going to take you now And so basically how it works is that you'll have a man who is managed to make himself important enough that he'll be gifted a woman. And then depending on his status, depends on if he gets a wife or if he gets an econo wife or like an eco wife, basically. So an eco wife means that he's not good enough to get a wife and a Martha and a handmaid. He just gets a one wife who's supposed to do everything like which is like your very stereotypical like stay at home barefoot and pregnant type woman like that's kind of what your wife is but if you've made it like you're important enough you're um a commander a commander of what we don't know 
We do not know what they all command. <laughs> but they're commanders. So they get a wife and then the wife cannot get pregnant, whether it's because of her or dare we say because or her of her 80-year-old him. husband. No, it's not the man's fault. Men do nothing wrong. It's all the women. <laughs> yeah. So like that's already whatever. It's fine. Um, it's fine. And so then if like you're important enough, then you get a handmaid. And so there's a ceremony once a month where the commander reads from the book of the this, this scripture that they have decided is appropriate. Yeah. And then, um, and so the commander is there reading, the wife is sitting, the handmaid is kneeling. Behind the handmaid is your Martha and your other Martha, your house cleaner. So that's the thing. Cora doesn't have like a, a, a title. <laughs> so she might be a second Martha. I'm not sure. She doesn't, they don't really tell us what Cora is like if other households have like a, a regular Cora, housemaid could be yeah but they don't tell us what she is or what color because that's the other thing everything is by color so like handmaids right. wear red the wives wear blue commanders wear black martha's wear like a dingy brown green kind of color um like an earthy tone yeah um so then so there's there and then behind so in this household in the fred household so you have Rita and Cora, and then you have Nick, who is like basically like the commander's servant boy, I suppose. Like he drives the car, he gets he procures some things from the black market market that we're not supposed to know about, stuff like that. But so they're all mm. present for him reading, and then they go into the bedroom, and the wife sits at the head of the bed, the handmaid lays between her legs, and the man has sex with the handmaid, but it's because like and then like in the book they're like they're like we fought this is a woman saying this we fought for the sanctity of marriage they are still our husbands because they're like well i can't be in control of it yeah and so it's like you are just a vessel for procreation and like you're not supposed to like the like husbands and the handmaids aren't even supposed to look at each other like they're not supposed to communicate right. like and but handmaids are supposed to be sort of like sacred because like they could bear a child so like they go to the market like every day i think or every other day i don't know but they walk in twos to, always in twos together and each one is the other's like spy because like if i'm walking with you and you're saying something shady i'm supposed to report you and then i get like kind of brownie points like it's good for me to report you i get some extra something or other or like i'm not like like viewed... you trustworthy yeah i'm not viewed as a spy because i turned you in go me um so they like go and like and even like the markets don't have names anymore because like they had names in the beginning but then apparently the names were like too much of the olden ways so now it's just like fresh fresh and eggs or something like that and like lilies because it has a lily on it and they all get their clothes made at the lilies and stuff like that it's weird so yeah so she's telling us this in her current time but then she's sort of she's telling us the story of how she is where she is because she's only been in her like basically without her family for three years and you're like how in the right. world like in three years did all this become natural like nobody is fighting against i mean obviously there's always gonna be small rebel forces but for the most part no one's fighting against it like everyone is just sort of like this is my lot in life now how did it happen 
just accepted it yeah so like she's telling you some of these things and like and it's all like throughout the book so it's kind of hard to follow so not giving a lot of way but like it starts with like one like around the time she was like seven they stopped using like cash money and like everything went to a card and then one day she goes to buy a cigarette she bought cigarettes the night before smoked them because things were getting kind of stressful so people knew things were happening but nobody quite knew what was going on like the president had been killed congress had all been gunned oh, down gosh. or something she buys her cigarettes the next morning she goes to buy more and her like little number doesn't work and the woman who like it was an older woman who worked at the little corner store she was gone it was a young man she's like well that's weird and she's like what happened to older gal lady and he's like who what i don't know and it's like typing her little number and he's like it's not valid it's not valid and she's like that's weird and but she's like okay whatever like i'll just call the bank when i get to work fine whatever and moves on and so then she gets there and she's calling the bank and the lines are totally full and then a couple hours later her boss comes in and it's like hey i have to let all of you go it's all women i have to let you all go it's the law i'm sorry it's the law and so she's they all lose their job so like overnight it was women can't work women Lost can't on own money yeah basically yeah and then but she's like married at this time and so she's like trying to explain to her husband like all these things and he's like it's fine like you know i'll always provide for you and she's like having these like, like it's not the point yeah like even like in the moment she's or i guess it's the flashback she's like i'm realizing now that like he was already patronizing me like already then i should have seen something was coming and so like mm-hmm. a lot of and then it was in early even on like you would report your neighbor so they like try they had this sneaky way they're going to try to cross the border just for a picnic just for a day picnic uh but things happen it doesn't Report work them. she gets caught um and she goes to the center and the center is where they take all mm-hmm. like the fertile women and they're like indoctrinating them into wearing their red and what their duties will be and there's the ants and the ants are the ones who are training them um but it's only been three years oh so God. like she'll even say like she's like yeah as they're like figuring things out like early days like a lot of these women were killing themselves and so like now they don't get razors all windows are shatterproof there are no mirrors like you don't get matches anything that like you could potentially kill yourself with is like taken but it's like it's it's infuriating it's a slow (laughs) learning process yes the entire time you're reading it you're just like and but then there are times like they'll say something in the book because like her mom was like a total like um bra burning like wanted to like take back the sex but that was because there was like all this extra like literally the porno mobiles are like there's like porno mobiles running driving around so you don't don't have to just go down the street to get you know a prostitute or a sex worker they call them more prostitutes in there which is why i'm saying prostitute and not sex worker um but they're in a mobile so like it's everywhere it's like super rampant and so her mom is like anti that it's more like take the woman back we can do whatever and then but this is like to the extreme of like women should be in the household and like even like serena joy who is the wife that um offred ends up with on her third rotation here had been like one of like the spearheaders for it of like women should be in the home but she wasn't in the home she was out making speeches and everything and now she is in the home like yeah yes you you got what you wanted i hope it was like what the you reality wanted. of that probably was not what she had envisioned mm-hmm. that world would be like yeah and so when then in the center the ants are all like just under like think about how hard it is for the wife like you are the one who was like can carry her child and it's just like very much like oh it was 
but then you think about how the times are now and you're just like there are times where you're like oh my gosh is this is where it's going because they also have so the handmaids are as long as they basically stay within their little walls when they go to the shop they Mm -hmm. can kind of walk whatever way they want back so they could go down by the river or there's a wall and the wall is where they hang all the people that they've killed for their crimes of the week or however long they want so most of them are men um and so there will be ones that are like um if different signs like one was they were a doctor beforehand so if they were a doctor who performed an abortion before all this happened doesn't Mm. matter that's a sin you die um if you were like the wrong religion you would die but not jewish because if you were jewish you were given the option to die or be sent to islam i don't even think they let folks convert some people were allowed to like nuns were allowed to convert but then they went to a certain little one but yeah so if you said you were Mm. jewish so like a bunch of folks who were jewish went off to islam like that's where they apparently got sent off to but at this point it's been three years so like now you could be killed for that or like um yeah it's just like oh and then there's uh one of the gender traitors so like if you're gay and you get caught having sex with somebody else of your gender you both get killed but the other thing oh, that's, that's also right, yeah. like it has to be two people who catch you because or at least two women because the word of women cannot be trusted so if one woman like if a woman comes out and was like hey he attacked me or i saw them do this like another woman she has, has have to a plus see one. Oh yeah. my god because even her word can't be trusted and even like how like offered explains like the whole like ritual of the sex day she was like it's not rape because she was like at some point in there you agreed to it and i'm like not in the moment that's not what rape is but in the book and also the fact that it was written up many years ago where like now we have better definitions of these but you also yeah. see like what point she's getting at where you're like technically she agreed to this arrangement whether or not you know I mean? uh-huh. it's it's awful it's, it's awful yeah it's, it's awful. terrible so the book itself is i think everyone should read it because like it brings up a lot of things it makes you think a lot about how things are kind of especially now and i think that you could read it anytime like you could have read it when it come out and it would have been relevant 10 years 20 like you could read it any year and it's going to be relevant to the times because it's it just it's not you like they never the author never says what year it is or like you can tell that some of it is kind of like you can tell she wrote it in the late 90s just because of it's a pocket computer for his calculator like it's a pocket computer yeah um but i mean even then like that's not to say that if we went back to these times that people wouldn't call it a calculator or an iphone like if you're using an iphone as a calculator but i still have to call it a pocket computer like there's nothing to say that that wouldn't happen um things i didn't like about the book is she is so goddamn wordy oh my lord we'll spend a paragraph talking about a flower a dried dead flower and you're just like i could bang my head against the wall i get it oh my lord i'm like i'm sure there's some weird like analogy or if i read it for the 12th time i'd probably pick it up um so that's annoying and then when offred is like retelling you something that's happened in the past there are no quotation marks for conversation it's just whatever Mm. whatever he's whatever so like sometimes you're just like wait what did they was that spoken is she thinking that like what is happening so like that kind of gets really confusing in the long run um 
I didn't notice it so much at first and then I like somebody said something about it and then that was like all I could see and it was like that's why I've been so confused for so much of it because like when it's in her present time there are quotation marks and you easily delineate who is talking what's happening but yeah when she was like retelling us the story and then there's so many times where she'll be like or that's how I want to remember it or like there's an entire scene where she does a thing which I don't want to tell you what it's about because it's kind of towards the end and it is important to the story so I don't want to ruin it but she'll like tell you and then she goes well that's not how it happened and then she'll retell and she goes well that's not how it happened either but that's how I like to remember here's how it actually happened and then it's like two sentences of how it actually happened and I'm like well that was anticlimactic like you you told me this whole thing you made it all these things and then like what and then did that um but the ending like a thing happens and then it's just like cliffhanger i am dead at the bottom of a cliff right now anybody who read this when it came out has been dead at the bottom of a cliff for 25 years because it's just like i don't want to say it it is obviously Mm. i'm not going to ruin it at all but it's like it just happens and you're just like and there's in the end at least in my version um there's like some historical notes at the end so you're sitting here thinking you have like 12 more pages of the book so this event happens and you turn the page and then it's historical notes and i was just like that's that's, excuse me that that's where it It ended me like i had pages left i thought i had more (laughs) book to read excuse you uh so i definitely see why so many people like requested for years for another book why she also i mean one money doy um if hulu's gonna pick up your show and people are gonna demand another one it's time then yeah and i would recommend it i do think that like it's definitely something everyone should read at least once because it makes you think a lot about how things are what's going on um she rambles so so much though this book could be we could drop a quarter of the book easily and it would yeah i would miss nothing I would be totally caught up on what's going on. So for those main reasons, I give it three and a half, three and three quarters. Because I like the story, like the concept. Great. I love that we never actually learn Offred's real name. Or if we did, I missed it. Totally possible. But I don't think we ever learned her real name. I know it because of the show. Yeah, I know it because of Hulu. So I was kind of looking for it. Um, but yeah, it's like not there. Um, I And like part of the... F- it, a double-edged sword of like how she's telling how Alfred is telling us the story where she just like were dropped into her life and then she's like remembering it but she remembers it in the most jambled way of how a person actually remembers things which I don't realistic yeah but I I want I want to remember it in a fake way in in a straighter line because like she'll jump to like here's like the last day before she was caught or whatever but now we're back to like the day that her card got shot off and now we're here in some middle right. random one where like yeah so like part of it is realistic where she's like oh she's like i don't remember like the last day i saw my mom like it was just, just like a normal day and if i knew it was the last day i saw her maybe i would have remembered it more but like i didn't realize things were getting so bad and how quickly slash also slowly everything happened we're like on like a news cycle it's like oh it's not that much but then it's like okay your card's gone you can't work like in a day you yeah, can't have money lot. you can't do this and then well, like all of it, all yeah of and then like it's not like super known so like not everybody like if it more had stuff been known maybe more people would have marched and yeah it right. was interesting 
yeah i still say like three and a half three and a half but and everyone needs to read it you might not enjoy it but still read it three and a half it's a classic for a reason i mean honestly yeah and like, also it, it is my cover says it's a number one worldwide bestseller so like i believe it a lot it's, of people have read it it's applicable and it's yeah. easy to see like the way that she lays it out it's like really easy to see how like you don't really realize that change is happening until change has arrived yeah like it's and it's not that long that i think it was no. like it was like 300 pages um it probably took me a little bit because i was kind of reading it here and there like on a lunch yeah. break which it's not a book to read in a 30 minute lunch break because you'll you'll get one chapter through and be like what and so then i try to pick it up at the end of the day when i get off work and i'm like where am i like yeah i had a hard time with that too so that's kind of a struggle but if you have like a weekend or you're camping or on vacay or something that i think that good. would be the time to read it yeah but, it's definitely like a sit down and read for a few hours kind of book not yeah intermittent yeah but i'm very glad i read it it's been sitting on my list for like three hours and now i can get all the references people make i can finish watching the show that i stopped watching a long time yeah. ago but i'll pick it back up and finish it so i need to catch up on the show too yeah and now i will read the second one because i am the cliffhanger like i said i i'm in, i need to know what happens next i need to know what 20 years later she decided happens because i need to know what's going on yeah um <laughs> What do we have? Yeah. We have next. I know we have it planned out. Is it? Oh, school. We're all going back to school. Cool. Yeah. Folks are going back. I mean, we're technically not. We're full grown. I mean, I have a new job at a school. Adults. So I am going back to a school. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So live vicariously. Perfect. Between me and the books that we read that are just a general school related. We'll see what that means. I have no idea. I don't have one picked. Loose so. genre. Yeah. Uh, social medias is isn't it past your bedtime on Instagram and Twitter IIPYB underscore pod. You can check out our website, isn't it past your bedtime.com to see what's in the archive, what we've talked about in the past, and what's coming up next. And let's see, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. Tell your friends. We super appreciate. It. Oh yeah, we have a Gmail. If you ever want to send us like ideas or oh, long do. thoughts or if you loved the book that Thanks. i didn't super love and you need to tell me all about it do it at uh isn't a pastor bedtime at gmail but yeah check out our august minis that's the other one that's what i had i had a list in my brain it came to me august minis they're happening check them out uh but either way we'll talk to everybody later bye everyone bye